That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Welcome. Now, it's about three weeks till Election Day, 23 days to be precise, and history is rushing at us full speed. It's possible, I suppose, to exaggerate the importance of this election, but I can't quite think how in this moment. It is, I believe, truly the existential election that will determine our future as Americans, our national destiny. It's that important at the very least. Please be sure to vote in person on November 8 if you can at all. It's important to make all our votes count. Meanwhile, our southern border remains wide open. Four million illegal aliens have crossed that border at the invitation of President Joe Biden. And he explicitly keeps that border open for the Mexican drug cartels to carry out their lucrative trade. Sex trafficking, smuggling of illegals, and deadly drugs, particularly fentanyl, to poison and to kill hundreds of thousands of Americans, to make addicts of even more. And crooked Joe Biden does nothing to stop those mass murders and devastation wrought by communist China's export of fentanyl precursors and the Mexican drug cartel's distribution of death and addiction throughout America. The puppet Biden says nothing, and worse, he does nothing. America doesn't hold China to account. Not for the deadly and destructive drugs, not for the deadly virus that has killed millions around the world. No consequence for unleashing that deadly virus and choosing not to warn the world. The man who decided not to warn the planet, who could have saved countless lives, is this weekend becoming perhaps the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao. The 20th Congress of the Chinese Communist Party will confer a third five-year term as General Secretary of the Party and President of the People's Republic of China on Xi Jinping. He will be in all but title Emperor of the World's Most Populous Nation, and his rule, his absolute power, will extend for an unprecedented third term. With us today is Asia expert, author, columnist, radio host, Gordon Chang. Gordon, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. There's a lot in China to talk about, but it's been some time since we last talked, and I want to get your reaction to the Mar-a-Lago raid and how our adversary, China, views what is now rampant political corruption throughout our government. This looks extremely political. We got an FBI that has left Hillary Clinton alone, for instance, for the server issue. That server was actually a national security risk because the Chinese could have uh, easily accessed it. And, And Hunter Biden, I mean, it's clear that there is federal tax evasion, but there has been nothing done about it. Um, so, you know, the Justice Department, the Biden administration has an extremely high bar right now to show that this was the impartial administration of justice. I don't think they're going to meet that, Lou. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how they would meet it, 
but it would require someone believing anything that this FBI said, uh, believing anything that this Justice Department said, because both are known, proved, and certified liars over the course of the past six years of their political persecution of Donald Trump. Uh, I, they are the perpetrators. They are the transgressors. Uh, in instance after instance, whether it be a special counsel investigation, whether it be the Russian collusion spygate investigation, in all instances, they knew what they were doing, they knew what was true and what was not, and they proceeded as if the, the lies were reality. Uh, it is, and then told their own lies and obfuscated uh, and worse, uh, as they fraudulently signed FISA documents, uh, put together fraudulent 302s at the FBI. Uh, it was an, it's been an appalling, an appalling record of corruption on the part of these two agencies. What what is when you are in the world? What are what are our allies? What are our enemies thinking? I think that they're looking at the United States and saying that the political system, the justice system is in disarray because they can see what you just talked about. I mean, it was obvious that the FBI has a vendetta against President Trump and they have not let it go, even though he is um, you know, far from office. I, I think that essentially um, people around the world are worried about the stability of the U.S., something that was never questioned before but is certainly being questioned now for the reasons that you point out. Well, there's every reason to worry about the stability of this country because all of us in this country who care about this great republic, this nation, our, our, our people, uh, you have to be concerned. And by the way, that's one of, I believe, the object lessons here of, about what the Marxist Dems who are driving the Democratic Party mean to be the, re, the effect. They are trying to bully, to intimidate, uh, and, and to silence the Republican voices, uh, the Trump supporter voices, and, and yes, even suppress the Republican vote in what looks to be to be a an overwhelming red wave election on November eighth. But all of this is intended, it seems clearly clearly to me, uh, to to stifle that vote uh, and certainly uh, cut it back with straight-out intimidation efforts. Yes. And, and by the way, this attempt to uh, stifle conservative voices and to stifle Republican voices is being fueled not only by the Democratic Party, but also by the Chinese and the Russians um, who are um, meddling in our political system more than they have been before. And we know um, just from reading their propaganda whose side they're on. And they're not on the side of conservatives. They're not on the side of President Trump. And that's because they were concerned about President Trump. They love Joe Biden. And so right now they're just having a feast, as they would call it. The disinformation campaigns that they are running, uh, you know, I, I, I love the way the intelligence community and the, uh, the group at uh, Homeland Security talks about our elections not having been inter, you know, in any way uh, disrupted by the Russians or the Chinese or the Iranians or whomever. Uh, the fact is they're trying very hard to do so with disinformation campaigns. And now with the war in Ukraine, uh, six months of war, uh, they are clearly 
clearly carrying out those campaigns with greater energy all of the time. The Chinese, the Chinese are dominating because they have they have allies they've bought lock, stock, and barrel, whether on Wall Street or in corporate uh, America, if we can still say corporate America, about many of these uh, huge uh, multinational corporations. Uh, Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we have a a globalist culture in many of these um, multinationals. They don't see themselves as Americans. They see themselves as uh, businesses of the world. And they too often bow down to Beijing. Um, we've had a number of examples of this. Most recently, Tim Cook of Apple um, telling Apple suppliers in Taiwan to put the made in China label on products that are in fact made in Taiwan. I mean, you could only do this if you felt um, that uh, you were trying to further the interests of the Communist Party. Um, you know, one time we had uh, captains of industry who actually believed they were Americans. Now, that's not the case. It's not the case. And when you say uh, they wanted, Tim Cook wanted to have those labels, it's actually a requirement of the CCP that they do so. It's been long understood and also long uh, observed in the breach. But uh, Cook is falling too. And what should concern many Americans, and certainly Tim Cook, is that we are so dependent. Apple, for example, the world's richest corporation, really, uh, is is absolutely dependent on on Chinese labor, on Foxconn in China. It, it is, there, there are the possibilities here for disruption are, are just so large and so important uh, that they're almost unthinkable. Apple is interesting because it's doing very little to diversify out of China. Yes, it did move some iPad production to Vietnam, um, but for the most part, it has decided not to diversify its supply chain from China. And that means that um, it is going to remain um, uh, lock, stock and barrel um, owned by Beijing, in effect. And, And this is a conscious decision on the part of Cupertino not to protect the supply chain. You know, Lou, we saw with the um, attention over Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan that shipping lanes and air lanes were actually disrupted during those Chinese exercises that bracketed the island. And that's a warning to companies that in the time of tension with China, which is obviously coming, they will not be able to reliably shift goods across the Pacific, either by air or by sea. And that means, as you point out, Um, we could get cut off of some critically needed goods, such as pharmaceuticals or active pharmaceutical ingredients. And and we don't know to what degree the Biden administration will respond to the Chinese threats and intimidation and their uh, military hissy fit that where they put that show on in the Straits of Taiwan and around the island of uh, Taiwan. Uh, It is, again, intimidation, and it's very likely that this president, who was already soft on on China in every way imaginable, as well as compromised by them most assuredly, it's it's pretty certain that he will, as the saying has become increasingly popular, as more people do it uh, when it comes to communist China, take a knee. He will take a knee. 
We know that for certain. Speaker Pelosi had a trip to Taiwan. She was planning it. Um, I think that it was going to be unannounced, or if it was going to be announced, it would only be the day before. Now, Biden um, actually, in his July 20 remarks to reporters, said, well, you know, the Pentagon doesn't think it's a good idea. Well, there are a lot of things wrong with that statement, but one of them is that it encouraged Beijing to become even more dire sounding, to increase the tempo of threats regarding the speaker's visit to Taiwan. And, and that really, Biden opened the door. And we also pretty sure about something else, Lou, and that is somebody leaked this trip to the Financial Times, which was the first time we learned about uh, the speaker's trip. Most people um, in Washington think it was somebody from the Biden administration because they didn't want Pelosi to go to Taipei. And so they wanted to create a controversy. So in other words, this tension, which we have seen over the last week and a half, is really the result of the Biden administration being intimidated by China. And one more thing, Lou, um, there was a scheduled test of an intercontinental ballistic missile that the Pentagon was gonna conduct. Biden decides to postpone it because he's worried about the reaction from China. So we know that the Chinese can intimidate him. We know that Vladimir Putin can intimidate him because we've seen this in the American reaction to the invasion to, of Ukraine. This is a president who all you have to say is boo, and he will not defend the American yeah. Republic. Well, there's a condition preceding to that. If you say boo, you have to be also a client state of Hunter Biden uh, to get your way. Uh, he's compromised with China in every way. Apparently, uh, Hunter Biden still uh, has a 10% stake in the CCP firm, uh, still active. He's still flying with his father, even though there's a four-year-long investigation going on uh, about Hunter Biden. By the way, an investigation of his business activities that clearly and unequivocally, without any doubt whatsoever, involve his father the big guy, the 10 percenter, uh, which means he has been uh, he's been a grafter uh, for uh, for most of his life. He and uh, Hunter Biden, his son and James Biden, his brother. This is a crime family. There's no one who is in any way under any illusion about it. A crime family. He's sitting there as a president because he lied he lied as a presidential candidate while the attorney general of the United States knew he was lying and didn't have either the guts or the integrity to step up and say so. He changed history, and he did so with the complicity and support of the entire U.S. intelligence community, 51 of them, five former CIA directors, as you well know, sending out a letter that brought down an iron curtain of silence in this country, brought down on big tech, social media, legacy publishing and uh, media outlets owned by large corporations who are already aligned uh, better with uh, Joe Biden than certainly Donald Trump. We yeah. are witnessing the destruction of the country by this one crime family. Crime family is absolutely the right term. And we know that uh, Joe Biden as a candidate lied, as you pointed out, because there is the voicemail on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, which has um, the candidate's voice 
um, saying, look, you know, you're going to be okay about the um, about the New York Times story about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. So when Joe Biden said that he had no conversations at all with his son about his son's foreign business dealings, we know, as you as you just said, that Joe Biden lied to the American people. And that lie was consequential. It was material because it helped get him into 1600 Pennsylvania. He lied his way into the Oval Office. Yeah, absolutely. And he had the support of the deep state, the intelligence community, uh, and the corporate-led media, who are no friend, obviously, of, of uh, Donald Trump. I want to I want to go to the issue of the uh, of the tariffs as well. But here we go. He's up. Biden wants to take another knee. He may want to do somersaults for all I know, but he wants those tariffs to go away. And and Nancy Pelosi's trip complicates everything, doesn't it? Because Taiwan suddenly became the epicenter of a, a paroxysm of the CCP, uh, history clashing with current uh, ambitions of uh, the great Xi Jinping. Uh, it is just a, a masterpiece of confusion right now in the, in the Biden White House. It's not always a masterpiece of confusion. It's sometimes it's just regular old confusion. But we're watching a, a, a president who doesn't know how to give up everything to the Chinese without looking like the, the, the grafter he is uh, and the fool that he is and the puppet he is. Yes. I mean, before the speaker went to Taipei, um, it was clear the Biden administration was going to, in one way or another, lift those Section 301 tariffs that President Trump imposed in 2018. And we got to remember um, that these tariffs were imposed as a remedy for the theft of U.S. intellectual property. We know that China steals somewhere in the vicinity of a half trillion dollars a year in U.S. IP. That estimate came from John Ratcliffe when he was director of national intelligence in December of 2020. Um, Some people say it's more. Some people say it's less. But we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars. Biden, during this whole conversation about lifting tariffs, has not once mentioned the, I, the, the theft of U.S. intellectual property and what he would do if he were to lift those tariffs. By the way, lifting those tariffs is going to do nothing for inflation for two reasons. First of all, um, sellers of goods don't drop their prices when their costs go down. They only drop their prices when um, the demand for their products goes down. So that's one thing. And the other, and we should tell Janet Yellen that too, because the Treasury Secretary obviously doesn't understand how business works. The second thing is, um, China absorbed about 80% of the cost of these tariffs in 2018 when they were first imposed. China did that by direct subsidies to export oriented factories, also by messing with their currency. Surprise, surprise. So lifting these tariffs, if Biden goes ahead and does that, really is going to be a direct benefit to the Chinese central government's treasury, not to the American consumers. So these idea of lifting tariffs is just misguided from the very beginning. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting that it is a Chinese demand uh, primarily, uh, although Wall Street certainly and the uh, AMA and the Business Roundtable all would be just very happy to go back to business as usual, that is, 
uh, unadorned theft of, as you say, a half trillion dollars in intellectual and, uh, property and technology every year, uh, trading in, uh, in our military secrets. People have noticed that the latest generation of Chinese fighter uh, aircraft look a lot like the F-35. They've noticed <laughs> a number of similarities uh, in every military advancement that are akin to ours. And we know, too, and as you and I have talked uh, many times over the years, uh, we have enough uh, CCP front companies operating in this country to 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 people uh, a, a small uh, industrialized nation. Uh, it's 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 amazing, and we're watching them buying up our farmland. Uh, they're buying up food processing plants. They are putting themselves in proximity with some purchases to our air bases, without a response from the Biden administration of any any kind. Gordon, yes, this this prospective uh, corn milling plant, it, which is within twelve miles of the Grand Forks. Uh, Air Force Base is really stunning that there's been no reaction from the Treasury Department, no reaction from the White House. That base is extremely sensitive because it has satellite uplink facilities, and many of our drones are actually controlled from Grand Forks. And, and yet the Chinese were permitted to buy, to buy 300 acres um, in adjacent to Grand Forks Air Force Base. And now they have the announced plans of putting in a corn milling plant. And this is no one-off because we've got a Chinese, former Chinese military officer who bought land in Texas near Laughlin Air Force Base. So this is becoming uh, endemic, and the Biden administration is not showing a pulse. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's not showing a pulse, but it's certainly showing uh, various other parts of uh, anatomy, I'll put it that way. This administration, you just don't hear about Jake Sullivan. You don't hear about Tony Blinken. You don't hear from Lloyd Austin, and still, unless it's one of his pompous, uh, inane comments about CRT or uh, inclusion in the military, as his recruiters can't find uh, uh, even 60% enough uh, people to, to staff our military, uh, particularly the Army. Uh, what, what do you make of these people? Uh, the national security is critically important right now. I know the focus is right now certainly in the news on President Trump. They want to destroy him. They're doing everything they can to do so. But meanwhile, they also want to destroy the country. And they're looking, it looks to me like they're out looking for the best partner to do so. Uh, and they seem to be pushing themselves directly toward the, the CCP. Uh, what do you think? Clearly, um, China is uh, preparing for war, uh, and the Biden administration doesn't seem to notice. You have the Chinese pressing in India with Chinese troops below the line of actual control in Indian-controlled territory, preparing for another attack. In the South China Sea, it's Second Thomas Shoal of the Philippines. The Chinese are trying to grab that feature from Manila. A um, couple Fridays ago, you had four Chinese warships loitering in Japanese territorial water around the Senkakus in the East China Sea. For the last six to eight weeks, there's been this intensified air campaign of dangerous intercepts of allied craft. Um, and then, of course, the tension over Taiwan. Clearly, China is moving towards conflict. 
And yet we don't see uh, the Biden administration noticing this. Matter of fact, what we see, as I just talked about, is Biden not taking, um, not uh, going forward with uh, tests like of the ICBM. This is really dangerous. And when history looks back at this period, they're going to wonder why the Biden administration was absolutely determined not to prepare for what is obviously coming. As James Lilly, our great ambassador to Beijing at the end of the 1980s, said, the Chinese always telegraph their punches. Well, Lou, the Chinese are now telegraphing their punches, but nobody in the Oval Office seems to be looking at it. Well, they're not. Uh, and and I, I don't know what to make of them. I, I, on one level, it's impossible to take them seriously. But the danger and, and the catastrophe that awaits us if we ignore what they're doing is too immense. Uh, this is China right now has expanded uh, trade with Russia 30 percent just in the first half of this year. Uh, Lord knows where this partnership, this strategic partnership is headed. But it's very clear that India is also now an ambiguous entity uh, as to whether it will align with China or will with the West. Uh, your your take, your judgment. In the Trump administration, India was clearly aligned with the United States. What happened, Lou, is the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. India was one of the big supporters of the Afghan government. Um, we left behind information of uh, Afghans who are cooperating not only with the United States, but with New Delhi. And what this has done is it has delegitimized America's friends in the security national security establishment in the Indian capital. It has really bolstered the pro-Russia forces. And so we have an India now that looks, um, as you say, um, not aligned with Washington anymore. This is the direct result, the direct result of the failure in Afghanistan by the Biden administration. And it's important to, to, to remind everyone there's two, two developments that are important to keep in mind. Uh, when it comes to China. One is China's uh, tense relationship in terms of its border uh, with India is one concern. But Russia has a long-standing, more than half-century-long relationship uh, with with India. Uh, And we, as you say, under Trump, we're moving forward with establishing a new direction for India. Uh, That direction they have obviously given up on under this administration, as have so many countries in dealing with the United States after Afghanistan. It is, it is, it seems to me so important that the national security team surface here, but as the demands upon them grow, the less we see of them, the less we hear from them. Where is Blinken? Where is Jake Sullivan and Lloyd Austin uh, they are running like uh, running for the shadows at every opportunity, and there is no clear "quote unquote" Biden foreign policy. Yes, and and th- our allies and friends around the world are noticing this. Um, and the reason why, for instance, Taiwan is so important is because after Afghanistan, after Ukraine, Taiwan has become the test, the test of American credibility. And if we were to fail there, 
then it wouldn't mean just catastrophe in East Asia. It would be catastrophe everywhere because people would see that the United States is not a good friend. It won't honor its commitments. And so therefore, we have a lot at stake regarding the China-Taiwan controversy. Um, and we need a president who recognizes that. Uh, certainly, as you point out, a national security advisor, a secretary of state, and a defense uh, secretary who understand how critical this moment is. How critical is this moment? Uh, uh, there is so much uh, semiconductor uh, power uh, on that island uh, that is essential to both China and the United States, indeed the world. Uh, we have even been, it's incredible, but we have been exporting our semiconductor manufacturing uh, tools and processes to China. And there was a threat, at least a momentary threat, that we would stop that. But I guess somebody in the Biden administration figured out, what the heck, this are, these are Biden's good friends. What are we doing? And Taiwan, Nancy Pelosi says we'll support Taiwan. Joe Biden says the hell we will. What, what, is, what does Gordon Chang say? Should we or should we not protect, defend, and make an unequivocal statement that we will, given its importance and given our just our moral and historical obligations? We have to defend Taiwan, though, for a number of reasons. And it's not just we get our semiconductors from there. Right. Since um, for more than a hundred years, um, since the eighteen uh, since the eighteen hundreds. We Americans have drawn our Western defense perimeter not off the coast of Hawaii or even off the coast of Guam. It's been drawn off the coast of East Asia. Taiwan is in the center of that perimeter. It's where the South China Sea and East China Sea meets. It is, as Admiral King said after World War II, the cork in the bottle. Um, but there's something more important, and that is that at this moment, China is not only attacking our democracy, it's not only attacking other democracies, it's attacking the whole notion of democracy. And we can't allow China to absorb any democracy, especially one as important as Taiwan. And as we just mentioned, Taiwan, for other reasons, for the failures of the Biden administration, um, has become the test of American credibility. You put, that, put all those things together and you come to the conclusion that defending Taiwan is defending America. We shouldn't be at this place, but that's where we are due to some really bad policies over the last two years. That and the overwhelming, if you will, uh, observation uh, of, and, and ironic observation that while we're talking about defending Taiwan and its democracy, uh, its importance uh, to democracy and defense for the United States and the Western world, we are not defending democracy in America. We are losing our constitutional republic. We are permitting uh, a, a president and an entire administration to run amok, to trample our rights, and to spit on our constitution. And unless we defend this one, we will be in sore shape to defend any other. And not only will this country change forever, but the entire world, as you say. Gordon Chang, we always appreciate talking to you. We thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we always give our guests, as you know, the last word. Uh, please, uh, please have the last word. 
Well, Lou, after what you just said, I don't think there's anything more that can be said. Um, but, you know, just to reiterate something, and that is we are at a moment where we could lose our country. Um, we can lose it for the internal reasons that you just mentioned. We could lose it because of our external enemies, because the administration, the Oval Office doesn't recognize the enemies that America now faces. So the American people on November 8 and again in 2024 are going to have to make critical decisions, decisions upon which our future um, depends, because we will lose our country uh, the way things are going. I truly believe, Gordon, uh, and I promised I'd give you the last word, uh, but you gave us also a second date, uh, 2024. I, I truly believe that November, and I I know a lot of people like to conclude their shows and their discussions with some, uh, some optimistic and bright outlook, but I, I have to be realistic. Uh, I'm neither pessimistic or optimistic. I am looking at the world as I see it and I think as it is. Uh, we, on November 8th, 2022, will be making an existential decision uh, for our country, or we'll be making a decision against it. Uh, 2024, if we don't get it right on November 8th, 2022, I doubt seriously there will be an important election in 2024. Uh, I promised you the last word, uh, and please, let's try it again, and I'll shut up. Lou, I can't top that, so uh, let your word be the last one. Okay, Gordon, you're a good friend. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, as always, your insights and your knowledge. Uh, thanks for sharing them with, with us, uh, with me, and our, 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 our great audience. Thanks. Gordon Chang, God bless you. God bless you, Lou, and stay safe. Thanks, everybody, and please join us here tomorrow when our guest will be Dr. Peter McCullough on what else? The China virus in its many forms and variants, the choices Americans must make, it seems, once again. Or is it all just hype? Please join us on The Great America Show with Dr. McCullough here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.